Welcome to STR Unfiltered, where we give you actionable episodes without the bullshit. Here is your host, Bill Faith. Hey, short-term rental pros, this is Bill Faith. I want to tell you about a secret weapon that I've been using for quite some time to build my email list. There's nothing that does it faster and also helps us relieve the dependence on the OTAs, Airbnb and VRBO, then StayFi. If you've never heard of StayFi, it's just, it's a platform that connects to your router to where when guests check in, not just the booking guests, but every guest, they log into it to access your Wi-Fi. Just like when you stay at a hotel or you'd walk into a coffee shop. It's super simple, there's no friction, but most importantly, this allows you to grow your email list by your occupancy rate and not just by the booker. So you can do it four times faster, six times faster, or in my case, 10 to 15 times faster. There is a reason that I do 41% direct bookings. It's because I use a platform like StayFi to build my email list so fast, and then I have my 200-day funnel to go in and actually bring them back to stay with me again and again. Impressive, right? So here's the bonus. No contracts needed. All you need to do is use my name, the code Bill, B-I-L-L, for an exclusive 50% off your first three months with StayFi. And this is not just about attracting new guests, it's about transforming one-time visitors into lifelong ambassadors and return guests. So check it out. StayFi, it's my secret weapon, and I want it to be yours as well. Look, to lock in your StayFi discount and start cultivating your engaged guest list, go to stayfi.com slash bill. That's stayfi.com slash bill. Yep, that's my name, and watch your booking soar. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the STR Unfiltered podcast. Last week, I had a little bit of a Rain Man moment. Uh, if you kind of notice the transition from, you know, the first couple of minutes where I'm going to talk about the the climate, and I kind of just got roped into what happened over the last couple of days on how I'm really trying to save money and extend my budget and then reinvest into bigger marketing opportunities, bigger amenities for uh, my guests as we have three mega properties under uh, construction right now. So I want to take a step back. Jamie uh, Heil sent me a DM on Instagram. And she asked, she said, hello, Bill, can we speak about the current market and what investors should define as acceptable in regards to cash on cash return and cash flow in year one? Would appreciate your insight. So Jamie's looking for cash on. And Jamie, thank you for your question and sending me that DM. I appreciate it. Anybody else wants to, has a question you'd like me to cover? I'm more than happy uh, to do that for you guys. And it is a, a very challenging time for many of you. This is the most challenging time that you've ever been involved in because a lot of you are so new. A lot of you have not been investing, you know, since pre-COVID. And the interest rates, I just had a lady in my in my mastermind Facebook group come in and put, I got 7.85. Is that the best I can do? You know, from a rate, she's looking to purchase a single family home in uh, a Western state. And I just went in and just right off the bat, I think I, I, I put in a comment and gave her some options. I'll get to those in just a second. But here's what I see with the climate. I think it's really simple. I think if the deal pencils out to what you're comfortable with, with a cash on cash return or a cash flow return, and you have the financial wherewithal to have at least six months, minimum of six months of carry costs, then make the investment. But there's no stories here. There's no bullshit. It has to underwrite. It has to pencil. For me, I won't do anything less than 15%. You know, I'm not going to settle for 10%. I did that shit for years in, in the long-term uh, rental space. I'm, I'm in this business to make more money. And honestly, for me, I'm doing 20% or higher. 
I, if I'm settling for 15%, it's a lifestyle asset. Uh, it's not strictly a financially driven decision. So what I told this amazing lady is, uh, look, you're you're looking to invest in the state was Utah, and she one of our amazing lenders uh, that supports me. That's in you know our Facebook group um, had her at seven eight five, and you know really I think anything under eight right now is pretty good. But you've still got to explore the fundamental mistake that most make in in any climate, let alone today, is that you look at one lender, and that's what she has done so far. So I said, look, you need to go to local banks and you need to go to two banks, like literally commercial banks, at least minimum. Then you need to go to two credit unions. Then you need to look at at least one more, more uh, a mortgage broker because she went to a bank. So now she's got a national private bank. That's one. Two, she's got a national mortgage broker. And I'd probably go to two as opposed to one and take it all the way to credit pull to get all the information that you can, terms, points, interest rates, all that type of stuff. Go to two credit unions locally in the market that you're investing into, don't care how big or how small it is, and then go to two commercial banks. So now you're looking at six options and you're exploring everything without getting into private money or, or DSCR products. Now, if you have shitty credit, you know, then you might have to go down a DSCR product if, you know, that's always an option. I'm not in a really big fan. I'm pretty much a fan today. And I did DSCRs with the lender. Love the lender when I could get good rates, but now their rates are higher. You're paying points in most cases. I don't want to generalize and piss off all the DSCR people, but I just don't like being tied to that five-year, three-year prepayment penalty unless you have the cash behind it. If you have the cash behind it, then your credit's probably good enough to where you don't need to go to a DSCR. So you kind of, hopefully you follow what I'm throwing down here. But I did some DSRs. I wanted to support the lender. I like Chris Ledwich. They had great products. I was getting sub five. Uh, you know, from them and it stayed off my credit. So one of the big things that I've always tried to do is protect my DTI, protect my credits where all of you that go out and get second home mortgages and max out your credit, it's going to screw you when you go back to those commercial banks or you go back to the credit unions or the national banks, right? So I did it in reverse and I believe my way is 100% the right way unless you're just a, this ridiculous hedge fund manager that can just pay cash for everything. So, and that really affects us in the climate today. It's harder to invest today. It's harder to qualify. So, but Jamie, I'm going to tell you, if you have the financial wherewithal, if you're not making uber risky decisions just to jump in, then go off your debt service coverage ratio, go off your performa. But those of you that are new really need to learn how to underwrite your performance. There's a reason that literally by the time that this podcast gets released, it's probably mid-November. And I may or may not have announced, you'll hear it first, is I don't know what it's going to be called, but essentially it's the rookie or the new to intermediate mastermind. Because a lot of you are making these huge mistakes financially. You know, you don't have the best strategies in identifying the, the right markets or how to, you know, be able to scale once you get into property number one, because property number two is the hardest. So if you haven't heard of that, I'll be announcing that uh, soon. Uh, possibly look down in the show notes. If we have announced it, there'll probably be a link to get on the waiting list. I'm going to officially launch it. I guess you're going to hear it here first on January 1st. But if you do want in, I'll make sure that Libby has a link underneath this. You can get on the wait list or you can get in now. There's going to be a limited number of seats for this and it's going to be super inexpensive. I just want to make sure everybody is getting the right information to be able to make sound investments, especially as we're navigating through uh, these challenging times because they are. 
a little bit difficult. So, but if you do get in now, you basically are going to get at least a full month free and even more because we officially won't start until January. Uh, so I'll have Libby hook that up for you, for you listeners that are out there. The thing that's important to understand about these interest rates is we don't know when they're going to come down. We don't know what's going to happen with the economy. We can try to forecast it. We've been going into a recession for, you know, almost two years now. And we haven't, at least for most people. Now, we, you can look at, at jobs right now. You can look at the retail sector. You can look at, you know, real estate's down 1%, 2%, 3%. Homes are sitting longer over 100 days on average, I think, maybe 97, 98 days nationwide, you know, before they're transacting. There's a lot of indicators that say that our economy is going to slow down even more. But Keller Williams just came out and, you know, it looks like some data that they shared just within the last week that we may have bottomed out and we might start uh, coming back up on the real estate side. If that's the case, you know, things are going to be great. But here's the deal. If you're, if you're looking to invest today in your deal, doesn't matter if it's a, a, a one bedroom condo or apartment, or if it's a mega super property, or if it's a boutique hotel or an apartment complex, if the deal pencils today and you're bankable, to be able to get that deal done, you will be in a much better position as long as it cash flows when we can go in and reposition. And when I say reposition, what I mean by that is, is that we can refinance. So that may be 18 months, maybe 24, maybe 36. I don't know. But I'm a strong believer that within three years, we should be able to reposition. The last property that, that I financed and I purchased, I'm at 7.125, I think the rate was. You know, and I, I can't wait. I've done all the math. If I could reposition that to five, you know, I'm going to save, you know, it's like $985 a month. If I can save $1,000 a month, that goes straight to my cash flow. I am in no way banking on that. I'm going to repeat that again. I am in no way banking on that. That's not even in my, in my performa. So I kind of go through and run the performance. I run a good, better, best on multiple banking you know, opportunities. And then I'll go in when I'm done and say, okay, well, if I could, if I can reposition this down to six, if I can reposition it to seven, if I can reposition it to four, you know, it goes from like 700 to 985 to like 1090 or whatever it is. Uh, that's just all gravy. It's kind of like when we tell you myself and Ryan Bakey and John Hodge and, you know, everybody on my super team says, don't buy just for the cost sake benefit. You still have to pick winning properties. You still have to, you know, pick properties that are going to cash flow. Because the last thing you want to do is just take the cost saving benefit in year number one and then have a dog for the next three or four years. And that's what I see happening with people is that they're trying to take advantage now, especially now because we're going to go from 80% to 60% cost saving benefit. They're trying to take advantage of that now and they're compromising the integrity of the deal and the performa. So Jamie, if, if it works on your performa and you have the financial wherewithal, to sustain for six months if you did zero revenue. So if you have a $5,000 mortgage, including insurance, including utilities to keep the lights on, including HOA fees, including you know your flood insurance, whatever it is, I want you to figure that out. Because if that's five grand, it's really probably 6,000, maybe 62, 63, 6,500. If it's 6,500, that's literally about $44,000 that I want you to have set in a little kitty, set in a little you know checking account or savings account or whatever. To where if you did no bookings, something happened, you would be able to sustain that property and not have to fire sell it and take a loss. So also having those finances on the back end gives us runway, gives us security if times do get tough. Because the problem is, is what I see is most people, as soon as times gets tough, as soon as cash flow gets close to, 
to zero, or if it does go negative, even for a couple of months, they're looking to sell the property and get out of it immediately. That's when I like to swoop in and buy it if it's a decent property, and then maybe be able to level up a good property and turn it into a super property. So make sure you have your finances straight. Um, make sure that if you are buying a property that you're underwriting it today. I can't tell you, uh, Jamie, what cash on cash return or cash flow. You have to look at that for your own situation. I can tell you, even for a lifestyle asset, I need to do 15%. It's like when I bought my Montana River house, I'm looking at 15% minimum based on what I've done to that property and what I've seen already. It, it'll be 20, it's going to be well over 20%, probably in the mid 20 uh, range. Um, the property I'm working on in the OBX right now, uh, we're looking for, and it, it, this is huge for this big of a property, you know, $2.3 million purchase and 400K in renovations and upgrades and design budget uh, that's going in about half into, well, no, about 300,000 just into renovations and new flooring and sliding glass doors and windows and all that type of stuff. But that's going to, that, that'll produce right around 18%, 17, 18%. You can do that in today's climate on that big of a purchase. That's some pretty sweet cash flow. Uh, cost egg benefits pretty sweet too, but you know it all starts with the cash flow first and your cash position. Hope this helps Jamie and everybody else out there. Thank you for joining me on this episode of STR Unfiltered. The STR Unfiltered podcast is brought to you by Market My STR, the ultimate all-in-one marketing platform for short-term rental hosts. Are you tired of juggling multiple marketing tools? Say goodbye to the hassle and make your life as a host a breeze with Market My STR. Boost your booking rates and increase your revenue in no time with our powerful features. Our platform streamlines your marketing efforts so you can focus on what you do best, providing unforgettable guest experiences. Whether you're a newcomer or a seasoned host, Mark on My STR has got you covered. Stay connected with your guests using our comprehensive set of communication tools. From custom landing pages to text messages, email marketing, and social media integration, we provide all the tools you need to elevate your short-term rental business. Streamline your operations, enhance your guest experience today. Don't settle for less so we can have it all. Make the switch to Mark MySTR's all-in-one marketing platform and watch your business soar. Visit MarketMySTR.com today to sign up for your free trial. That's MarketMySTR.com. Elevate your short-term rental business with Mark and My STR. Thank you for listening to STR Unfiltered, where we give you actionable episodes without the bullshit.